Welcome back to Small Town Missing. I'm Thomas. I'm Will. And I'm Rhonda. And thank you guys so much for listening. We've gotten a couple more comments. Yeah, we have. Yeah, and uh, just, I mean, thank you guys. This is really awesome to do. Having a lot of fun and hope to continue doing it. I know. Well, what's new? Like, I haven't, like, we haven't sat down in a couple weeks. Work. That's about it. I I I work my butt off. Yeah, you do work your butt off. So does everybody else. I know. Well, we're all kind of working hard nowadays and stuff, but it is nice to get back to like some kind of, you know, semblance of a schedule and get yeah. back to, you know, the podcast. I missed it right for the week I was gone. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. And this is kind of like, uh, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd say escapism, but it's nice to not think about work and think about our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice too. And I, w- I was just glad too, just to have, um, now we're back in like our old recording area and stuff too. So it's getting back to normal here. So I'm happy about it. You ready? I am ready. Well, let's get started. Okay. And Will is familiar with this case. I am. You told me about it. I was like, I know that name. Yep, yep. Well, I think I'll share it now with all our listeners. <laughs> all right. Okay. It, this case is Amy Lynn Bradley, and Amy disappeared while on a cruise with her parents and brother on March 24th, 1998. Mm. Amy and her family boarded the Royal Caribbean Cruise Line ship Rhapsody of the Seas in San Juan, Puerto Rico. The ship departed San Juan on March 21st, 1998, and arrived in Aruba, its first port of call. Will, have you been to Aruba? I have not, and I never will because of Natalie Holloway. (laughs) Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, I didn't even think about anything like that. I know. Okay, yeah, I thought for some reason you'd been there. I know I have not, but... uh, I think one day, if I went with like you guys or my family, I'd go or something like that. It wouldn't be like a single cruise type of thing, though. No. Okay, gotcha. On March 23rd, the ship departed Aruba and was traveling to its next port of call, which is Caracal, Netherlands, Antilles. Uh, Curacao? Oh, Curacao. It doesn't look like Curacao. I know. See, Rhonda, I'm on that on that train. If it's spelled some way, why is it pronounced another? Well, think about it like blue Curacao, like the alcohol. Thomas? Never... Okay, I'm not familiar. So. Okay. It, it's Curacao. He's okay. like, I drink it every day. Or Curacao, however you want to pronounce it. Whatever, may, <laughs> no, whatever makes you happy. Whatever floats your boat. Whatever makes you happy. Curacao is fine with me. For those of you out there who don't do phonics, like obviously I don't. <laughs> and me. It's C-U-R-A-C-A-O. I need, I need to hooked on phonics, I guess. Yeah, honestly, Rhonda. if I didn't know any better, I'd say Curacao. Cura... Yeah. Curacao. Uh, yeah. yeah I, I, I agree with it. that. But I'll go with Curacao, because you're probably right. Like I said, you're much better at this than I am. (laughs) Okay, sometime the morning of March 24th, Amy vanished. She and her brother Brad had been at the ship's disco until around 3.30 that morning, and according to Charlie Project, both returned to their cabin again around 3.30 a.m. I believe Brad returned first, and Amy followed just shortly after. Within minutes, they were both back in the cabin, (laughs) and both sat on the cabin's balcony until about 5.30 a.m. Now, Brad went to bed, but Amy remained on the balcony, and Bradley had told her brother that she would leave the ship, or was thinking of leaving the ship and buying cigarettes in Carousel. And I assume by this time, the ship had arrived in in port and was probably in the process of docking. Mm -hmm. So that's I'm sure that's why she said that. Gotcha. Okay, so two passengers saw Amy in the elevator at 6 a.m. going to the top deck of the ship. And again, I'm making an assumption I assume that's where you would disembark from the ship, the top deck. Yeah, I can see that. I would think so. So according to Charlie Project, a member of the ship's band, Blue Orchid, was also seen in the elevator. Now, I found nothing that mentions this person as a person of interest or a suspect in Amy's case. Mm. So it was about this time that Bradley's father woke up. 
and realized that she wasn't on the balcony where she had fallen asleep. And apparently he had woken up, I guess, maybe an hour prior and had seen her feet and legs, you know, looking through the balcony door window or through the balcony door, had seen that she was still out on the balcony and he assumed she was asleep. Mm -hmm. But when he woke up about an hour later, like I said, around 6 a.m., she was gone. Oh, how would that make you feel too? Like just knowing, like not at that moment, but you're like, ah, oh, like that's the last time I ever saw her or something like that. Yeah, I'm sure in hindsight, that's yeah. It's that's, always it's always like you always try to you know correct your mistakes back then you know in, yeah. in retrospect. Yeah, should I have gone out there, woken her up, and said, hey, you know, why don't you go in your cabin and, and go to bed and yeah, and we'll, we'll get up, do you know whatever. Yeah, well, and we'll see you in the morning when we all break up and have, we wake up and have breakfast or yep. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the sliding go- door to the balcony was partially open, and a pair of Bradley's shoes were in the cabin. Now, it's not to say she only had one pair of shoes. But I'm sure she had multiple pair, but the pair she had been wearing were found in the cabin. Mm-hmm. Okay. When the family realized she was missing, they asked the ship's crew to keep passengers from going ashore, but pas- passengers were allowed to disembark. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, when what is the... Uh like, can they prevent people from doing that? I mean, it's a vacation that these other people paid for. Like, I don't know. Are the cruise lines responsible for trying to do that? You know, I would think that it would be very difficult uh, yeah. to keep, you know, I would assume thousands, possibly thousands of passengers on board a ship saying, hey, you know, one of our passengers have gone missing and you can't go ashore until we locate her. Yeah. I'm sure that would be very difficult. Yeah, 100 uh, percent. Now, you know, if it had happened earlier in the evening, maybe they could have passed the word along saying, hey. You know, until we find her, you know, once we get to port, uh, no one can get off until we find her. Yeah. Maybe it would happened a few hours earlier, but that close to, you know, docking, uh, I imagine that would have been very difficult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. You know, and obviously the family wanted time to search the ship before anyone left, just in case it had been an abduction and yeah. someone was going to smuggle her basically off the ship. Yeah. Or somehow yeah. get her off unseen. I could see that 100%. Yeah, and you know, and that leads into this. Uh, my next point: it's unknown whether she went ashore on her own or if she was taken off the ship against her will. You know, basically, uh, was she drugged? Yeah, and taken off the ship that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's really unknown. Now we do know that she had mentioned getting off the ship, mm-hmm. but with that being said, uh, if the gangplank was still up when the family realized she was missing, then I would say that's not the case. Yeah, like how would she have gotten off of there unless like she went overboard or something like that? Right, and that's that's pretty unlikely because she was a trained lifeguard. She mm-hmm. was very athletic, played basketball, and like I said, she was a, a trained lifeguard and was a very strong swimmer. Mm-hmm. And that close to port or as they were docking, I would think if something like that had happened, someone would have noticed it because there would have been people all around the ship to, to get it safely yeah. moored, yes. I guess. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, authorities don't believe that Amy just walked away from her life. She was recently graduated from college, and she would have started a new job after returning from the cruise. Yeah, that was a silly. I remember this from other podcasters, like from the Reddits and stuff. Like this was her celebratory cruise or something like that that she was going on with her family. I, I guess before starting out on this new adventure in her life. Right. I had read that also that this was kind of like a like you say a celebration of graduating college. And heck yeah! So that's exactly what you do. Okay. A cab driver stated that she approached his cab and said she urgently needed a phone and this sighting is unconfirmed and i don't have any details as to when the sighting occurred you know was it while the ship was still in port was it days after mm-hmm. uh, was it um, you know immediately you know very early that morning i don't know but uh, again it was an unconfirmed sighting but the cab driver did say she approached him okay 
uh, and I don't know what happened. You know, did why didn't she get in the cab? Uh, you know, was someone following her? Again, yeah, exactly. No, no details, unfortunately. Yeah, and it's also like you know, especially if he uh, had seen this, and you know, this ur- woman urgently needed somebody to like help her and everything. Like, I mean, why didn't she, like you said, get in there or, or like you know, try to find a phone? It sounds like she he must have lost track of her or something shortly after that. I would guess so, or maybe if someone were following her and she realized that, maybe she took off. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm speculating, but maybe she took off in a different direction, afraid that she was going to be caught. I'm 100. I could see. Mm, that. It's okay to speculate because we don't have the answers. I mean, all you can do is try and fill in the gaps with guesswork. That's all I do with uh, with yeah. true crime cases that you don't know the thing, you know, the answers to. Sometimes. Good point. That I mean, everything point. is speculation until it's proven true. Exactly. Yeah. Well. Obviously, her family thinks she was taken off the ship by someone she had met on the cruise, someone that maybe had gained her trust, yeah. and somehow they had gotten her off. And the, they, uh, the family searched Carousel, uh, but found no sign of Amy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rhapsody of the Seas continued to St. Martin and then to St. Thomas, U.S. Virgin Islands, before returning to San Juan, Puerto Rico on March 28th. Mm-hmm. And just looking through, I didn't see anything in Charlie Project as to how long the family may have remained in Carousel, but I'm—I would imagine they did not return on the ship, but stayed for several days. Yeah, searching I, th- for their I think I remember that, Rhonda, especially because, like you know, at that point they're really thinking that you know she's not on the cruise ship, allegedly, reportedly. Like we have to check on here because that's the only other likely place that she could be. Right, I agree because she was obviously there when they got in port. Yeah. So I mean, something. this is very, like, it's a crime, like, it just happened. It seems like, you know, this, it, like, she just, like, went missing. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, and I should have pulled up uh, Rhapsody of the Seas to just see what the layout of the ship was. How many, how many levels did it have? You know, how big was it? How many passengers? How many crew did it hold? And I wish I had done that because it's like, how many places could you put someone on a ship? Exactly. I mean, especially ones that would be like would potentially have access for the passengers. Like I could see, you know, maybe them having a lot of rooms on there, but I'm sure there's not a lot of people that could get in those certain rooms, especially if they're not employees like by the ship or something like that. So I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like that's a good, really good question. Yeah, it, like I said, I'm I'm sorry I didn't pull that information up for this cruise. I mean, for this uh, sorry podcast, <laughs> uh, and I wish I had now that I think of it. But it would have been good to know just how many people would fit on that ship. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, there have been sightings reported of Amy August first, or I'm sorry, not August first, but August 1998. And another in January 1999. The 1998 witnesses described Amy's tattoos, and the 1999 witness said Amy provided her name and asked for help. <sighs> another sighting occurred March 2003. Sketches of the unknown woman and her male companion can be found on Charlie Project, and we'll have links to all of these in our show notes. Mm-hmm. Authorities are interested in two men in connection with Amy's case. One man is described as Caucasian in his late 30s or early 40s, between 5'11 and 6 feet tall, with a receding hairline, red hair, and a red beard. The second man is described in his early 30s, 5'11, with dark, curly, shoulder-length hair, and sketches of both men are included in Charlie Project. And we, again, will have links to that. Now, Amy's from St. Petersburg, Virginia. She's Caucasian, and at the time of her disappearance, was five foot six inches, weighed 120 pounds, and had short brown hair, and her eyes are green. 
Uh, she had several tattoos, one a Tasmanian devil spinning a basketball <laughs> on her left shoulder. I and love like, that. Like I said, she she was a basketball player <laughs> yes, in school. Yes, My dad has a Tasmanian devil as well. Oh, wow. That's cool. Uh, a gecko lizard around her navel, a Japanese symbol on her right ankle, and a sun tattoo on her lower back. And she also has a navel ring. Uh, Bradley was 23 when she disappeared. She would now be 48. And you can find age-progressed pictures of Amy on uh, www.fbi.gov links, which we'll include in our show notes. I mean, listen, what what do you think, Ryan? I mean, do you think that this is more... I, to me, it, it is giving more of a, you know, maybe an abduction type of case or like maybe a sex trafficking type of case. I mean, do you get that vibe more so from this maybe than her just leaving the ship? Uh, I do. I do. I think it was sex trafficking. I, I really do. And I just kind of wonder, and I've got a couple more cases here that I'm going to go over. Ooh. And similar, huh? Yeah. And let me just, I'll just throw it kind of similar, kind of yes, kind of no. One is similar, one maybe not so much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let me just go over a few of the little, I wouldn't say statistics necessarily, because it's hard to find mm-hmm. exact numbers in a particular, you know, on a website. But uh, yeah, let me. I'll just throw out what I think whenever we get to the end of this, okay. and it may just be a conspiracy te- theory type oh, Rhonda, scenario. Are you, are you t- turning into me? I am. Will <laughs> oh, yeah, we've God. been hanging around we've too long? Her. I've got to deal with two of them now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you've thrown your fair share of conspiracy theories fair, on this fair, podcast fair, fair. too. Yeah, well, All true. Yeah, back to the podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, we will have a link to a uh, YouTube link to Wanted by the FBI seeking tips in Amy Lynn Bradley, which is provided by the FBI and includes pictures of Amy at the ship's disco. Now, these are the last pictures known of Amy mm-hmm. to have been taken of Amy. I've seen these. And she was dancing with the uh, band member mm-hmm. at the disco. And if you have any information regarding Amy's uh, case, contact your local FBI field office or the U.S. Embassy. And you can also submit tips to tips.fbi.gov, and tips can be anonymous. The FBI is offering a reward of $25,000 for information leading to the recovery of Amy Lynn Bradley Mm -hmm. and information that leads to the identification, arrest, and conviction of the person or persons responsible for her disappearance. Researching others who have gone missing on cruises, I found varying numbers of people who vanished. Mm -hmm. And there doesn't appear to be like a website you can go to to get maybe a definitive answer uh, because different websites I found... They, the numbers range from like 165 to oh 200. You know, I, I you know I, I assume the cruise lines don't all get together and have a single uh, website where they report cruise crimes. Probably looks maybe. bad. Probably, I, they're like, oh, this isn't good for marketing. Yeah, yeah, probably not because you know obviously they would attach the names of the cruise lines. That yeah. Kind of thing. So yeah. it's kind of difficult to nail down exactly how many people have gone missing. But I, I did find a couple of folks, and it's not necessarily the same type scenario, but one of them is similar. And, but anyway, I, I did have a couple here I wanted to share. Okay, from the Alaska Department of Public Safety, Marion Lynn Carter disappeared from celebrity cruise ship Mercury the evening of August 28, 2004. Now, according to Charlie Project, she boarded the ship in Seattle, Washington on August 27th. She didn't leave the ship at any ports and she didn't catch her flight back home to Massachusetts. Her family reported her missing September 7th. The family didn't even know she had gone on a cruise until a detective hired to find out what had happened to her 
checked her credit card records. The cruise line didn't report Carver missing until her father contacted them. Most of her possessions had been given to charity and her purse put in storage. Oh, my gosh. They can do that? You could just give somebody stuff to charity? Uh, apparently, they could back then. And actually, the person who, I guess, made that decision was fired from oh, the cruise line. Yeah, it's 100%. So I don't know what the rules and regulations were back then. I assume they've been changed, probably, I, I, I would think, for this reason. Like, you have to report something like that immediately. And, uh, again, I'm, I'm sure that, that that's not the norm. Yeah. And there probably are rules and regulations saying what you have to do mm-hmm. if something like that happens. Um, and then another case I had was Annette Mezener, M-I-Z-E-N-E-R, was on Carnival cruise ship Carnival Pride along with her parents and teenage daughter, December of 2004. She was last seen at 9.15 p.m. on December 4th. The ship was 30 miles off the coast of Ensenada, Mexico, and 120 miles south of San Diego. The ship was scheduled to arrive at Long Beach, California the following day. Now, she was reported missing, and the search began at 10 p.m. with uh, Mesner's beaded purse found on a lower deck at 11 Mm p.m., Now, the deck was a smoking deck, and according to her family, she would have avoided that for that deck for that reason. Oh, so she didn't she didn't smoke or didn't no, like she smoke. was not a smoker, so she wouldn't have been on that deck. Okay. Um, and the person finding the purse stated that the security camera had been covered. Of course, it had. Yes. Yeah, so there was a security camera that would have captured whether or not you know where the purse was. She had gone overboard, or what may have happened to her. The onboard search and search of the ocean turned up no clues, and authorities believe Mesner was pushed or fell overboard. Yeah. And she was declared legally dead July of 2005. The case remains unsolved. Annette's husband sued Carnival Cruise Line for over $15,000 in damages in November of 2005. Mm-hmm. Well, that's my thing, too. It's like, I don't know... It's such a blind, like a blurred line as to how, um, I guess, how much these cruise ships or whatever are, you know, how attached are they going to be to these cases? Like, can we say it was their fault if she went overboard or if it was, you know, with the camera thing, I kind of get that more. But it's so weird. Like these cases, like you have to trek so much unknown territory because I wouldn't know what to do if, if you guys were on a cruise with me and you went missing. And we were in international waters, and it was either, okay, maybe they're on the cruise ship, or maybe they're on this island that I've never, you know, explored before. That's so scary. Like, where would you even start? I don't know. And you're talking about, these days, cruise ships, I don't know, you know, 15, 20 years ago, how large cruise ships were. Oh, yeah, they're huge now, too. It's a, you know, millions and millions of people are on cruises every year now. Yeah. And ships are huge. Where do you start the search? And did they get left at the last port of call? Yep. And you just did, they didn't have a way to contact anyone. So you don't really know what did happen. And things like this uh, security camera being covered up, I would hope these days there are cameras all over <laughs> yeah. ships. Well, my thing is too, is like um, if she did fall in the water and you're, and you're just searching on the cruise ship, those cruise ships go de- like deceptively fast, faster than you think they do. Like by the time you realize she fell overboard, where would you start? Like you're probably so far ahead of her now and you might not ever find her. That's the crazy part. Oh yeah. Uh, you're talking about a tiny person in miles of ocean to oh, go back and search. That's so scary. It makes me never want to go on a cruise again. Well, I guess 
I would not go on a cruise and become so inebriated I couldn't make it back to my cabin. Yeah, yeah. That that would be one thing. Yeah. I mean, there are certain things that, you know. You just don't do. Yeah. Right. You would not do anything like that. I mean, if you're going to do that, I don't know, stay in your cabin and drink. I don't know. But just I would not wander around a ship in that kind of state. Because, you know, if you get in a situation where the ship starts rolling oh. or whatever, you could easily, if you're near near the side of the ship go yeah. over i couldn't yeah that could definitely be a possibility on some of these missing person cases well, you where alcohol like, um, was in play well you've been on a cruise i remember on our other podcast the the cruise from hell or whatever we call yes it. and yes. Uh, but i mean i remember on the cruise that i went on too like you kind of expect it to be a little bit taller those little side rails preventing you from going over they're not they're really not so i honestly don't recall that on our cruise because that's been Gosh, that's probably been 20 years ago or so. Uh, but we were definitely in bad, rough, rough seas. Yes. And if you were near the rail, I could see you going over. The Poseidon Adventure? That's what we call it. <laughs> it was awful. And I will never do another cruise. That was my first and only for that reason. It was awful. It was miserable. <sighs> and kudos to those people who enjoy cruises. I'm happy for you. But <laughs> I'm not, not one of those many. Not not the millions that enjoy that. Yes. So, but yeah, if you're interested in this, you certainly you can find plenty of things out. Uh, do some searches on missing persons and cruises, and there's a lot of information. It's it's people who have disappeared, very much like Amy, where nothing was found, like in the case of the uh, of Mar- Marion Lynn Carver, mm-hmm. who disappeared and never left her stateroom. Nobody knew she was gone, and nobody reported it. Uh, and to other things where it looks like. In Annette's case, where she went over the side. So it just varies. And there have been cases of, you know, newlyweds where one of them disappeared. Yes, and I remember un- this one. And sometimes under suspicious circumstances. Very, especially in that case, I wish I knew the name of it off the top of my head. Very suspicious circumstances. Yes. So it's, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, when you're on a cruise, and I don't mean to be a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> I do. But it's a big place, and things can happen, and... You can disappear or you can be hidden. That's okay. I don't know. <laughs> I, I said I would mention what my thoughts were. She set were. the paper down, y'all. She's getting ready I'm to getting tell. serious. I, I almost wonder, and yes, this is a conspiracy theory. I'm just throwing it out there. Could there have been groups that were amongst people on board the ship, either as passengers or as crew members that were part of, let's say, sex trafficking rings and targeted young women and drugged them, got them off the ship. Again, this is my speculation, and I know we've had some of our listeners say, I really don't like it when you speculate, (sighs) but I'm just wondering, could that have happened? Well, and my thing is, too, Rhonda, like, okay, so we're talking about a crew. To me, it's more, it's so much more likely for there to be a, like, some kind of ring, like a sex trafficking ring on a cruise ship where people are transient, they're going on and off, like, you don't keep track of everybody super well, you know, seemingly. And then we talked about that other case with the little boy that there was a sex trafficking ring allegedly in this small town in what, Idaho or whatever we were talking about? It was, um. Oh, yeah, that was a few weeks ago. Yeah, a few weeks ago. Yeah, it was a very small town. Very yeah. small town. So to me, that is so likely. And not saying that any of those people were. I mean, this is obviously just a speculation, but I mean, it's out, not out of the realm of possibility. I feel like there's, you know, kind of people in disguise that can, you know, may, I just think of Taken. I always think of Taken, you know, how that one guy was kind of scoping out the women getting off the planes, like wherever they went. And then, all of a sudden, you know, you're abducted the next second. You know, that to me, it's that's just very, I, I bet that happens every day. 
probably. And yeah, I guess bottom line, if you are on a cruise, you know, uh, don't go off the ship alone. Make sure someone knows where you are or, or go with a group, go with, you know, whoever, you know, if you are on the cruise with some of your buddies or your family, you know, you guys stick together. Uh, and if not, if you're alone on a cruise, then, you know, get with a, a group set up by the, uh, the cruise tour guide or whatever yeah, it would or be. Something. I'm sure they have them. Yeah. Just travel safely in numbers and make sure people know where you are. That, that would be my thought uh-huh. because this is just, and I wasn't familiar with this at all, some of these numbers, but just some of the things I found, I would definitely, you know, make sure people knew where I was. 100%. I remember, uh, this is kind of a personal story. I remember it, uh, we, the only cruise I've ever been on was back in 2002, and I think it was on a, the Royal Caribbean as well, which I think Amy Lynn Bradley was on in this story, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But, um, so I remember when my brother, he was older than me, he's always been seven years older, but I, I'm assuming I was around eight or so at this time, so he would have probably been about 15. I remember one time, like, he would kind of go and do his own thing on the cruise ship. They had other older little activities for some of the kids like I think they had like a little club basically type of thing where he could go if he wanted to not like drink or anything but like go and dance and hang out with people his own age I remember like trying to find him on the ship and we didn't find him for like a few hours and like in that time too like we tried to you know go along the whole ship go back to the room we didn't know where to look like that's the thing and and he was fine but at the same time like if he wouldn't have been and we spent like three hours searching for him and maybe he had fallen overboard or something like that. Like that to me is scary. Yeah. Oh, that is scary. And that kind of goes back to Amy's case. I'm sure her family thought, oh, well, you know, she just stepped out of the room. Maybe she went to meet somebody. Maybe she went to go find something. You know, I don't know if, if stores are open yeah, in that, the early. Sh- that early in the ship or not. So I'm sure at first they thought, oh, well, she's just stepped out for a bit. Mm-hmm. But, you know. After a while, you realize that's really not the case. That's so scary, Rhonda. Rhonda, that's almost a Halloween episode there, I feel like, Rhonda. Uh, You know, it hasn't been that long since Halloween. We know this one will air in November. Yes, this will be our first one in November, I think. Yep. Thomas, did you have anything to add? I don't have anything to add, I think. Y'all pretty much summed everything up. Have we covered it? I was like, you remember I'm in a couple of ones where I was like, aliens or something like that. Yeah, you you went a little bit extreme with a couple, but no, I think we've covered everything. No, that was you, sir, by the way. I was like, he's, yeah, he's smiling now. That was him. But, no, I think we've covered everything. So thank you guys so much for listening and hope to catch you next time.